As we prepare to hear the message, let's say together a prayer as we hear from the Word. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the Scriptures are read and your Word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Today's reading is from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1-6. through 6. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, happy Mum's Day, everyone. Um, I do say mum, like the Aussies. Uh, I have my whole life. I don't know why. You can uh, ask my own mother about that. <laughs> but what an appropriate day for today's message in the scripture that was just read. You know, my mom, you know, my mom's pretty awesome. I got I to gotta just have a shout out to her. I could share so many stories, um, but I would just say that she's a fierce warrior that holds her family together with love and strength. And I'm sure many, many of us today can say that about our moms. But nothing brings a bigger smile to my mom's face than when she sees me or my siblings or my dad or her grandchildren, any one of us. And, we, and she could just see us and she gets a big smile, but she gets an even bigger smile when we usually do something a bit ridiculous or maybe cute when we're, you know, when they're young or, or silly or funny. And her smile just lights up her entire face. And it's in those moments that it just feels like everything's, everything's good. You know, that's the power of a mother's love, that it can make everything feel right amidst things that maybe don't feel right. You know, one of my favorite photos of my mom and I is probably the one you saw uh, screening on the before the service. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and I think I love this photo the most because it encompasses our relationship pretty well. You know, I usually do something pretty crazy or ridiculous or out of the ordinary. And then she just looks at me and smiles and has that smile of, yep, this is Brittany. This is my child. <laughs> and she's at it again. <laughs> I was a pretty happy child. I was full of joy and life. And then uh, last October, if you were with us then, Charlene gave all the pastors a painting of Skyview Church. And in the painting was a word that described each one of us. And in the word was, was written joy for me. I, I got to tell you, that made me so incredibly happy because I've always wanted to keep that joy from that picture 
in my entire life. I wanted to always be that joyful child. And so many people called me unrealistic or naive or inexperienced. But you know what? I think that they're wrong. Because joy, true joy that comes from God cannot be touched by anything of this world. It can't be touched by our circumstances or our events or lockdowns or global pandemics. True joy is untouchable and shines even in the midst of the low moments of our lives. And do you know what else is untouchable? God's love for us. Last week, Pastor Stu spoke on God's love for us, and I want to connect his message with with the scripture we read today. You know, it just quite simply states that when someone is loved dearly, their children are loved dearly. This is true, right? How many of us have um, nieces or nephews or uh, best friends who have kids whom we love a ridiculous amount? For no reason other than that we love their parents. Sometimes they're not the best kids. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) And yet we love them so much despite all that. I have that. And you know, it's, it's so interesting to see that and to connect it with God's love. Because we are then called to love people in the same way. Not because it makes sense, but because God loves us and we love God. How do we know if we truly love God then? Well, in the message translation, I'll just read uh, one of the verses. It says, the reality test on whether or not we love God's children is this. Do we love God? Do we keep his commands? The proof that we love God comes when we keep his commands and they are not at all troublesome. We truly love God when we love God's children. And this includes all people. God's vision is one that is united in love between God and God's children and between God's children and God's children. You see, we love God by keeping and obeying God's commands, which includes trusting God and loving all people. You know, being Christian means a whole lot more than just believing in Jesus. It means we represent Jesus. We think that love is just a feeling, and oftentimes, perhaps it's an English thing, I'm not sure, But love is just described as a feeling. But today I want to talk about love as an action. You see, Jesus didn't just feel love. He did something with it. He showed others that he loved. And his love was was more than a feeling. It was something tangible. Something people could see and touch and and feel and all of it. It It surrounded everything he did in his ministry. And he loved so well. He loved so well. And that love was an action. And you know what else, church? We are victorious in this. In this passage of scripture, it states what it means to be victorious. You want to know what victory is over the world? 
God so loves us, despite our fears and failures, that it becomes the thing that grounds our entire life. Our victory as believers in Christ does not lie in this world. Our views of God, our views of humanity, of each other, of the church, our views of the world, of love, our views of ministry must all come together to converge in Christ. Jesus is at the center. We've heard it before. Like the center of a wheel where the spokes all converge into a middle singular piece. You see, throughout 1 John, it's stated that a life activated by faith and lived in love already conquers a faithless and loveless world. Already conquers. People, we're on Team Jesus. Isn't that what it means to be followers? We're on Team Jesus and we've already won. Why are we walking around defeated? I'm not going to sing. I like what Stu said last week. Miriam is the singer of our preacher team. But my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Anyone leaning this morning? Look, I know a lot of people still don't know me. I know that. And even those who know me probably don't know me in the way that I'd like you to know me or that we'd like to know each other. But regardless of all of that, I still consider all of you family. We're a family. You're my family, wherever you are in the world. And as a family, can we be real for a sec? You know, I feel it. I feel the weariness that is weighing you down. I feel the tiredness that makes you question the point of it all. I feel the frustration of sameness. And I feel the anxiety of constant change and adjustment. I feel it with you. I don't often um, display my weariness for the world to see, but we're family, right? <laughs> Let me give you a glimpse into my week. We've all felt the restrictions and the lockdown this week. That's definitely been pretty heavy for, for all of us and frustrating and confusing. We've had community events canceled when it's probably a time when we really need them. 
I know people sick with COVID right now. So many that it's almost hard for my head to remember each one. Stu in his prayer, which was beautiful, mentioned, you know, all the people dying by the thousands in India and Pakistan and Brazil. Police brutality in so many countries that I consider home. My beloved Colombia. Family members who are sick or overworked. My amazing cousin Miller, he's probably watching right now, who has COVID. And my grandmother, who is in ICU. I haven't been hugged in a very long time. Goodness, sometimes I feel like I need a hug. <laughs> and it feels endless, doesn't it? It feels endless. And yet, and yet I refuse to let anything of this world steal my joy. I refuse to let anything of this world take away my ability to love well. I will not. This is my resolution. This is the stand I take as a Jesus follower. And this is where we are set apart, church. I didn't mention my week to say that I've had a worse week than anyone else. I'm sure I haven't. That's the reality of this broken world. This is to say that we need to help one another, to lean on one another. This is the purpose of community. We aren't meant to carry every burden ourselves. We're a family. You're my family. I'm your family. A family of God, and our purpose isn't just for ourselves, but so much greater. We are meant to be a family with all people. We are meant to feel their pain, to offer comfort. We are meant to actionably love all people, regardless of race, of faith, of gender, of sexual orientation, of ethnicity, of language, of culture, of socioeconomic situations, and even regardless of current circumstances. We are called to love. And doing all of this, listen closely, doing all of this is not some self-preservation, tick of the box, resume for heaven way of living. No. Being in and basking in God's love and loving people is where we were all originally created to be. And in Jesus, 
are being recreated. We're being recreated in Jesus. And loving people is an expression of adoring God. Against the demeaning, dehumanizing ways of the world, of society, of the system, and even sometimes from each other, we, all of us, are given dignity in knowing that we are called children of God. We didn't earn this. It was gifted to us freely. And what does this mean? It means that every single person on this planet was given this gift, is seen by God as God's children. Every single person belongs to and is loved by God. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for the church? It means as children of God, we are created to be overcomers, to live in freedom and liberty. But are we desiring the same for others? Are we fighting for the same for others? Are we willing to look at our practices or the things that we do, both individually and as a church, that subtly marginalize or isolate or otherize people groups? Are we willing to look that closely? You know, I've been leading some workshops here at Skyview that we just started. And we look at and fight against systematic injustice so that we can move into actionable love. If you want to talk more about that, you can ask me later. But during one of these sessions, Every person in the group was asked to have a vision of what they dream of Skyview Community Church becoming. And I got to say, those dreams, oh, they were pretty amazing and inspiring. And I wish we could all gather together and just share all of our dreams for Skyview. but I want to share just a few of them. And these are confidential, so I just kind of mixed everything up so nobody feels bad. But these dreams included so much, so let me just read a little bit of what they included. We took it after Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. dream speech as well, just so you know. I have a sky view dream of unity, of confession, of reconciliation and forgiveness, of humility and listening, of prayer, gratitude, and authentic encounters with Christ, of celebration and support 
and of unconditional love. I have a Skyview dream that we can bring all of who we are to the church. Let's allow all people to bring all of who they are to Skyview. Isn't that a vision? Isn't that kingdom living? Isn't that actionable love? If you don't know this about me, one of my favorite hymns is Be Thou My Vision. I know, I'm just throwing out the hymns this morning. Look at me. Old school Brittany coming at you. The last verse. My goodness, it's so good. It says, High King of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun. And heart of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision. O ruler of all. You see, our victory is won in Christ. May this bring us joy. May this always bring us joy. And heart of my own heart. You know, we share this with Jesus. We all beat together. We are all loved We are all called to love. You know, love is a verb, right? It's actionable. So let us not lose this vision that we have. Pastor Stephen J. Cole once said, Love is a self-sacrificing, caring commitment which, in obedience to Jesus, shows itself in seeking the highest good of one loved. Love is a self-sacrificing, caring commitment, which, in obedience to Jesus, shows itself in seeking the highest good of one loved. Seeking the highest good for someone else. Now that's actionable love. You know, mothers are the ones who have shown us how deep and how wide and how sacrificial love is. Mothers are the ones who know the meaning of love. They've shown us a glimpse of God's love. And they are the ones that lead by example in their actionable love. Go ahead, ask any mother today how they love their children. It's more than a feeling to them. It's more than a feeling. You know, while living in Australia, I was only able to see my family every two years. I was only able to hug my parents every two years. And I remember the last time I had gone home for a visit, one of the refugees in my previous church told me this as she hugged me. She said, hug your mom 
and remember all those who cannot. Hug your mom and never forget that that is a gift. You know, I never forgot. I never took one hug for granted. And so many of us today cannot hug our loved ones. And it's been a long time without hugs, right? But gosh, what I wouldn't give to just stand on the other side of a window and put my, my palm on the glass and see her on the other side. Because let's be honest, sometimes the computer screen just isn't enough. So I'm going to pass this wisdom on to everyone here today. If you are able to see your mom, even physically distanced, enjoy that moment. And think of all of those who cannot. Think of those who cannot see their moms through a window or in a park. Think of those who cannot see their moms ever again. Enjoy that moment. Cherish that moment. But remember to think of everyone else too. I just want to say happy Mom's Day to everyone. Happy Mom's Day to my mom. And I just want to close us in prayer today. But I really hope that everyone has a great week. And again, if you are able to see your mom, cherish that moment and never take it for granted. She is the example of actionable love. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I just thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you for your wisdom, for your words, and for your love. And as Pastor Stu said in his prayer earlier, Lord, we just pray in these moments. There's nothing else we can do but just pray to you, God. But Lord, help us to move. Help us to move in love. Not just to sit and pray and to do nothing, Lord, but have our prayers move into action. Have our hearts beat with your heart, Lord. Have our hearts break for what breaks yours. Lord, I pray for all mothers out there today. In every sense of the word. Lord, you know 
their hearts so deeply. And what an example you've given us through them. I ask you to bless them, Lord, to be with them, to give them strength as they continue to mother. It never goes away. It never goes away. Lord, we thank you for our moms, past, present, future. We thank you for the example of motherhood. And we just ask that you continue to remind us that each moment is a gift. That each hug is a gift. And that each person that loves us is a gift from you. Lord, I thank you and praise your name. And it's in your name always. Amen. God bless you all.